begin with the morning chanting. Namayam 
previous three days I'll be giving some instructions throughout the day, so beginning in the early morning. These are more reflections, meaning you think things slowly, take the idea, the image, the impression into your heart, whichever impression seems to lodge you know, through, through what I'm saying, through what you think, and take it slowly, what does it feel like, what does it do, something is pointing to one particular theme, approaching it through different ways, and uh, now, what's the effect? So today, devoted to wakefulness is an appropriate thing to begin with, early morning. It's one of the expressions of the Buddha in terms of practice, be devoted to wakefulness. Mm. And there's quite a lot in that, devoted mm. wakefulness. In terms of the way we potentize and activate our awareness, we have these uh, three channels or sources that uh, I've been referring to many times throughout this session. And there's the, what's called the verbal or conceptual ability to think, which gives us clarity and specific steering, your ability to conceive to bring up an idea to point your attention at a particular object called the verbal faculty because it's normally associated with the way in which we can immediately or you know come up with a an idea a concept you feel that what it does into your head it's a head faculty <coughs> intelligence that through that particular faculty uh, the beauty of it is it's fairly immediate. You, know, you can immediately conceive of something. Mm. Second source or channel is the heart, the uh, place of embracing, including, opening, willingness, trust, love, generosity. It's a vast resource. Um, and this is where, of course, devotion comes in. It's not an intellectual pursuit. It's not logical, it's a heart, quality of trust, openness, uh, opening to. Mm. Tremendous uh, span and capacity of the heart. Snag, of course, is the heart is not always that willing. Uh, It gets uh, buried and occluded by concerns, defilements, confusion, and so forth. Remembering this is actually our most fundamental resource. This is the one that gets liberated. Mm. Place of patience, resolution, love, compassion, integrity. Mm. The third source is the body, mm, which which gives you uh, strength. So that thought gives you clarity, heart gives you span and uh, willingness 
and many other resources, but it's basically an inclusive, all-embracing faculty, the heart. You can include everything in that. Body gives you strength, basic uh, raw energy, you might say. Mm. Through its vitality and through its uh, capacity to, to generate energy, So we're looking into these. Just bear these in mind. So beginning with the body, because the body in some ways is uh, most fundamental. The heart will will not really open unless there's a sense of safety and groundedness. If we feel nervous, not welcome, uh, um, not really here, not present. The heart will not open. It will feel protective, defended, closed down, reluctant. What the body provides is the sense of safety, groundedness, sense of you're right here, there's nowhere else you should be, you're safe, you're comfortable, here's where you are, your space. Very important to become aware of that, not just an idea, but really feeling it in your body. How you often the body we carry it around, and because we're in crowded situations or hurried situations, our body's slightly contracted, uh, not really here, we're up in our heads. So, many times in a day, many times in an hour, uh, coming back into body building it up with awareness. When I say body, I mean primarily the felt sense of the body. Of course, the physical uh, structures that you can see are part of that. But as we all know, the physical structure could be sitting right here, and actually the bodily awareness is not here, or very minimal. This is why you build up your felt body through the elements, through earth, air, fire and water, and beginning with earth. Now, see, earth itself, just bringing that to mind is already, that's that's a conceptual experience. We recollect earth, stable, firm, uh, the ability to, to withstand pressure, to sustain a form. This is all that earth implies. And where does that begin? Well, you begin right down in the base of your body, where your feet, legs, base of your spine is touching the ground. You begin with the earth, you know, with what's right underneath you, because that's always there. So, and that's the sense of the safety of it. It's like it's there for you, it's supporting you. He's coming to the simplicity of that, opening to that. You build it up from the base of the spine, extending your awareness up through the spinal axis. <clears throat> but in terms of establishing a foundation, you have to begin low in the body to counteract a tendency to be generally centered in the face, head and shoulders region. 
You know, it's normally where we sense ourselves located. That's all the sense organs are, where the gestures are made, and um, you know, the rest of it is just hanging underneath it. So you've got to, in order to switch some of that off, you have to activate and potentize the rest of it. So it's coming down to the base of the spine, the lumbar region, the lower abdomen, the spread of the legs on the, on the ground, really coming there. What does it feel like? And can you keep coming there time and time again? Gradually, as that becomes more clear and solid, firm impression, drawing your awareness up through your spine. till it becomes balanced. Drawing the lower spine in, drawing the spine, the middle spine in, Again, because the tendency is to hunch. So if you deliberately run the finger of awareness up your spine from the base and putting that inclination to draw the spine in. This will cause the abdomen to open and the chest to open. When that happens, the shoulders drop and relax and you get a sense of an increased uh, bodily presence and an openness. This itself is already the beginning of how the heart opens up. When we feel the body opening, the heart recognizes that's the experience of safe, welcome, plenty of space. (coughs) If it's hunched over, you don't get that. There's a very close correlation between the, the body's sense and the heart sense. <clears throat> and you have to be prepared to s- sort of play with it, wriggle with it, s- test it, activate it. So one of the uh, foundations of energy, the Buddha primarily pointed to, is called Dhamma Vijaya investigation, which means you, you do something and you check it out. How is this? You can do this just in terms of your body. Of course, you can do it in terms of ideas and thoughts and memories, but here is bringing it into the body. How is this? And how does this resonate with earth and all that that contains? Can it include the entirety of the body? So there's no part of the body that's sort of hanging out somewhere else or not involved, not connected. It doesn't have to be doing anything, but it has to be sensing. So hands are aware of the arms, connection to the shoulders. They're aware of that strength in your spine. So when they're aware of the strength, the arms can also relax. As you activate certain areas, you switch off others. The body finds its balance. 
when your face, the muscles in your face tune in and recognize what's happening in your spine, they can also switch off. You, know, you get a, the beginning of concentration is just this collecting of energy and attention into one area. <coughs> and switching off what you don't need. In terms of kindling energy, vitalizing energy, uh, this is where air and earth uh, generate fire. It's the very sense of the movement against the immobile, could call it kind of like a friction, the pressure of the pushing of the of the breathing against the stability of the earth that's where vitality is kindled in terms of the body <coughs> it's a simple alchemy the fire stick <coughs> but we're not doing this in a in a forceful way but just in a, in a natural way letting it happen but fully uh, tuning in and uh, potentizing earth and air. This is something through the body, so it's not an act of willpower, but an act of awareness. Fully aware of the complete pulling in of the breath, through the through the lower abdomen, the pressure, the subtle pressure that pushing the tissues, feeling it stretching, a slight sense of stretching that occurs in the chest and the throat, and then hovering at the point. Where the out, where the in breath completes, subsiding, allowing the earth to come back, and as it forms, as we get that forming of the earth again, and the pushing the breath out. It's not we don't do it; the body does it. You get, then you get again the sense of the building up of pressure as you come to the end of the out breath, emptying, and whatever occurs in terms of a slight tensile quality in the lower abdomen becomes tensile, strong. Linger on that, and it complete linger on it till you feel the energy build up again and process repeat 
the kaya sankara, the body energy, continually pushes air through the earth. And with that, there's a, an arousal of vitality. <coughs> Why the breathing is such an important um, resource in cultivating our interior. It's a source, first of all, it's a source of collectedness and energy. And uh, to be fully attended to. And this time we're not really going to pinpoint as the whole impression. (coughs) Air, movement, swelling, distending, subsiding, hovering, turning. building up of subtle pressure, the activation, the movement of pressure through the body and a vitality that's kindled through that. This kind of energy is then not head-based willpower a body-based chi, natural vitality. Some of the obvious things, just um, recollecting depending on how your, how your energy states are. It's not necessary to keep the eyes closed. It's not necessary to sit absolutely still. So we allow that feeling it out, widening. It's like adjusting your shoulders, softening your jaw, massaging yourself, massaging the body into full awareness. Because this is an organic process, it's not like switching on a light, it's a natural build-up, the growth of a plant. Breathing through the whole body, 
means uh, we can acknowledge there are places in our in our body that uh, close off. Uh, common places are the, the diaphragm, which is associated with certain uh, control, anxiety, inability to really relax there. Across the top of the chest, roughly between the shoulders, base of the throat. Mm. Deal with a certain uh, restriction of heart. Face, the eyes, the temples, the forehead, the jaw. Often associated with our personhood. Making personal effort. But uh, no, here we're not making personal effort, we're making individual effort or individual attunement, but it's not really personal. So it's not about getting it right or wrong. These are what the person These are the standards that the person believes in. Getting it right or wrong, getting good results and so forth. This is the the kind of process that the person becomes inducted into. Mm. And now we're coming to more natural how right or wrong is a tree or a breath. Just doesn't work that that notion healthy perhaps does uh, alive might do unfolded might do but not a matter of getting it right or wrong just uh, sensing you know can I open to this can I allow this can I trust this receive this. Mm. This attitude of heart, bringing this towards areas in our body that might be uh, distanced in some ways, or feel it's not relevant, after all who breathes through their forehead. Mm. But actually, body energy does throw through your forehead, your cheeks, around your eyes temples and very important to refresh these areas by bringing awareness to them, softening them, relaxing them and letting, trusting that current to move through. So we wake up the entirety of the body of which the head is a crucial part.
nothing to um, experiment with or play with uh, when it's appropriate. It's not really a, a something you have to do all the time, but you can kind of, how does this experiment with this? If you can, your energy feels either very dissipated, straggling, or flat. Yeah. The, the sense can be that you don't feel you have enough energy. Well, that really isn't the case. We always have enough, it's just it's often uh, uh, dissipated. It's not gathered. So it feels like we don't have enough. Well, we always have the energy to think, to feel bad, to proliferate, to worry, to feel, you know, negative. We've got plenty of energy for that. So, uh, you know, I don't know a single person who can't find energy to, um, to worry or to have difficult emotions and feelings. We've always got spare resources for that. No, it's not it's not there, it's just it's it's travelling through the wrong channels. And you can't you don't want to deal with the mental proliferation, emotional distractedness through giving it a lot of attention. It's like a tar baby effect. As you go to it, it sticks. <coughs> so now, at least in our arousal, at least when we begin to activate. Mm-hmm. So to draw energy away, you begin to you can begin to reduce your breathing. It means take it more slowly. So if you're breathing through a tube or even a straw, you reduce the breath channel and it helps to um, draw energy back into the body. Lengthen the pause between the out-breath and the in-breath. So you're making a little more of a bodily um, emphasis and generally uh, distracted emotional and mental states are associated with distracted breathing either breathing is stale or there's too much breathing or it's up in your chest or it's shallow distracted breathing supports distracted mind and collected breathing supports collected mind so almost deliberately collecting it through taking it more slowly narrowing and lengthening your breath channel so you go right to the end of the out breath lengthening the time you pause there slowing down the process of breathing in so if you're spooning or dripping it in, filling up the cavities of the body, so you're not up in your 
throat before you've really filled your chest. You're not bringing the up into your head until you've sensed your throat. When you're coming up into the head, extending the breath, sense beyond the mouth and nose, up in behind the eyes and in behind the forehead. You're drawing a thread. waiting at the end of that hovering till it turns and its tide turns. <coughs> Being devoted to it, serving it, supporting it, seeing it as something sacred, beautiful, almost divine. This is such a, it's not really not ours, it's not subject to my personality, it's a primary force, has its own beauty and power and uh, intelligence.
So I'd like to uh, suggest we move into the standing position. And just before you do stand, if you wish to follow, let's take that few moments. Bring up the idea, and stand up. Uh, try not to pull yourself up from your shoulders or your head. Mm-hmm. Because you have to stand from the with your legs. So coming down into the lower body, bring your went tension into your feet, thighs, legs. So <coughs> Beginning from there, just beginning to draw yourself upwards, coming into the standing position. So, really to center yourself, the activation center in your body, keep it low. So, avoid pulling the body around through your head. Okay, so uh, standing meditation, standing, uh, let's uh, loosen up the word meditation, developing the interior aspects. (coughs) Felt sense of the body. the wholeness of the body so characters of the body tends to be broken up into primary head is the big thing and uh, the rest of it is sort of optional hands generally head face the rest of it sort of hovering in the background now what we can do is uh, really activate the legs and the feet and the simple logic of it is you activate some area then you draw energy or you, you deactivate and you switch off other areas. So it helps it to be less uh, up in the head and shoulders where you get a lot of t- 
tension and tension, which seems a very kind of static experience, is actually highly activated, overactivated. So it seems rigid and solid, but it's actually a huge amount of energy frozen into one place, locked up in one place. And with tension, you know, bodily tension, you don't want to just go in there trying to twist it around because you then put more energy into it. You get temporary relief, but it, it snaps back in again. Um, so what you instead you do is you activate other areas so the energy can drain and become more evenly spread through the whole form. <coughs> so let's keep bearing the feet in mind. Okay, technical hitch. And uh, anyway, so bringing your legs um, shoulder width apart or coming straight down from your hips, soften your knees. Feel the flexing of the legs, their, their pliability, so soft and aware is uh, the sign of healthy energy rather than tight and overactivated or stale, soft and aware. So, dropping your tail feeling the flex, flexing potential in the legs. Loosen your shoulders so your arms are just lightly hanging beside you. And relax your jaw and your head. And try to put aside the ideas of getting it right or getting it wrong. And just feel, feel how it happens, feel what happens. <coughs> so let's uh, wake up the feet and you do this. Uh, first of all, just kind of flex your ankles and uh, shake your foot with your leg. Waking the foot up. Wriggle the toes. This, this is feet are going to be your primary connection to the earth. And uh, just bear in mind the more that we can uh, come into contact, to full contact, and begin to, to soften and relax the sense of being kind of some kind of separate, isolated entity, the more you're going to feel balanced and in harmony. So, right, this ground beneath the feet. Um, feet have to wake up to really feel it. So, it's also just coming up onto your toes, lifting yourself through your toes, feeling the stretch in your calves. Yeah, do it slowly, so you, you feel unsteady at first. And just using that movement from the feet as you lift, relax your upper body, 
and you begin to feel, oh yeah, you don't have to fall over. And similarly, coming back onto your heels and pulling your toes up. And then turning on the sides of the feet. a few moments if you bring your feet close together and bend your knees so you can when you look down you can see your toes sticking out from your kneecaps when your fingers just gently tracing the knees drawing circles with the knees and the sense of contact with the fingers is helpful because the fingers probably the most or one of the most touch sensitive areas of the body so as you keep your hands just loose feeling the knees turning and just feeling the knees rubbing against the fingertips it's a subtle contact but it uh, again it reminds the body of the whole whole form in one certain sort of turn the knees in one direction and the other direction doing about 20 or so circles and using letting the fingers trail over the kneecaps avoid putting pressure Keep the hands into the receptive mode rather than the gripping mode. Increase the sensitivity. <coughs> this is what I sometimes refer to signaling, body signaling. Hmm? Signaling means uh, Particularly felt impressions are evoked to have a, a helpful or not helpful effect. When you grip your hands, the signal is hold on, uh, make it work, more pressure is good. Releasing your hands can be very flaccid, but just letting the hands be receptive, the signal is sensitive, receptive, everything's fine, you know, you can just let to receive what's happening. And that has a certain effect on the body and on the heart. <coughs> we'll go into more of this later.
Mm-hmm. Feels about right. Come back to the standing position. So some of these movements are just there to wake up or to rearrange the way the body senses itself, operates itself. Now if we do something through the hips, this one, again a very simple movement, coming onto one leg, say right leg, just for the sake of an argument, and then lift your left leg sideways. As you do so, what you're doing is you're activating your hip muscles and you can relax your thigh and calf muscles. And you can flick your foot from there. You can lift your leg sideways using your hip by Activating your hip in this flexible way, and then the other leg. There's a particular lightness, fluidity that is evoked. The sign, the signal of the compulsive or the tense is, is the grip, isn't it? It's the, you know, so your body kind of gets into that uh, and has a certain effects on the heart. Coming out of the, the grip experience into the flow, play, light sense. Loosening up. Also, uh, the arm, and um, I'm suggesting here is just to keep bearing in mind and practicing your arm begins in your back. So often when we use our arms, it's the hand reaches out, and the, the the eye reaches out, the hand darts in to do things. There's a, there's a cut-off there. We don't. There's not a constant. There's not a flowing of energy from the body down the arm into the hand. It just kind of reaches out. And you, you, you know, do that thing. <laughs> yeah. As an effect, you get the kind of snatch thing. So we lose the whole fluency of the body. You know, so just beginning to. Let your hands be like rags, sponges. Your arm be like a uh, rope. And the handle of the rope, the handle of the whip, if you like, is in your shoulder. 
and you can flex that any old way turning your shoulder <coughs> very important area because this is uh, the shoulder clearly connects to both the chest and the neck yeah, so you get, people often carry immense amounts of frozenness in their shoulders yeah, tightness in the shoulders and that affects sides of the neck up into the head the head becomes hard so loosening using the shoulder as a signal signaling you throw it throw your hand away flick it and just blow it away back into standing <coughs> as you come into standing just bear in mind that we really come down into our feet firmly like a tree rooting into the ground. The more you activate that, the more you can switch off. The other areas will tend to switch off or subside and there's a natural balance that begins to establish itself, which is quite beautiful and calming. Standing like a tree <coughs> and uh, checking the uh, negative signals which we can have, which is stand straight. That's a not a signal that you need. Uh, don't move, that's not a signal that you need. hold on forever, any of these which are very much kind of head-powered uh, constructions that we can bring into anything we do. Really, really just what happens if you, know, you sort of 
turn down the head signals, you really feel what's happening in your feet. A place of touch. A place of touch. And can the feet enjoy, widen into the ground? Feel there. This is tremendously steady, supportive presence of the earth. As the feet become more settled and complete, the presence is settled and complete, there can be a warming effect. <coughs> without losing that, without losing the presence of the feet, just see if you can widen, extend the lens of awareness from the feet, drawing it up through the legs. Just acknowledging the legs have an outer side and also the inner edges of the legs, the more softer, less muscly. So you like the yang and the yin, and the yin feature, the softness. There's also to be uh, acknowledged, potentized. soft tissues of the body wake up, you get an increased sense of space and openness. <coughs> that's their, that's their uh, channel. Hard surfaces are about strength and boundary. Soft surfaces, openness, softness, receptivity. And so soft surfaces, soles of the feet, inner uh, surface of the leg, palms of the hands, face, 
onto the body. Coming up through the legs, then through the spinal axis. So the heart here is the spine itself and the back, which is the protector. Remembering your back. <coughs> so helpful when you feel yourself feeling swamped or uh, unsteady, and remembering your spine, your back, and connecting that right down into the ground. Feeling too rigid or determined, remember the soft openness, which is where you feel the space around you. through your neck and how the cranium (coughs) sits on the neck. (coughs) So coming from underneath the head (coughs) as if the I liken it to a a ball on a fountain of water. So cranium is lifted, lofted, floated on top of the the neck and relaxing the jaw, letting the head be lifted as if someone just has fingers underneath your cranium and gently holding you there. Letting your chin rest as if you have a large spongy ball under your chin. And finally, what we'll do this morning is just let your arms remove from your shoulders. So if you're widening your shoulder blades, recognize you can move from your shoulders. It's kind of like a turning around and kind of a a light circling around. (coughs) Your arms are curved and your hands come round and also the gentle curve of the hands, 
we bring them on top of a ball that's hovering at about waist height. So the the theme is more like resting on the ball. So you don't want to have it too high, just in terms of how your energy feels. If your energy doesn't feel that buoyant, then just let your arms relax beside you. If your energy starts to lift, you can almost delineate your energy levels with just how your arms will rise and find the right level. Sometimes it's rather energy is not so <coughs> vitalized. And as it comes in, you feel yourself a kind of natural liftedness and resting your hands on top of the ball. <coughs> this ball becomes like a third leg <coughs> particularly if you just in your feet like you draw back just a tiny bit towards the heels like we're looking at a quarter of an inch half an inch but you feel the you may feel more pressure in your balls of your feet, just increasing its turning back so you feel slightly more pressure in your heels and flex your knees a little more. And resting on the ball. And whichever form you want to feels right for you, you know, with where your arms are or whether they're beside you or up, you find that form that allows you to sense the extension of your body, connection to the ground, and you feel probably various discordant energies moving through. Like stuff just starts to sort of shake itself out or wriggle itself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fine. That's what's supposed to be happening. <coughs> Same time you keep in touch with that undertide of breathing in and breathing out. And the outer form of the body as your containers. And then let the rest of the energy which may manifest as like something involuntary happening in your body. It could manifest as particular thought patterns. What the hell am I doing? What the hell am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Or emotional patterns, whatever it is, you know, just just allow that to be there to express itself. Breathing in, breathing out.
uh, the form subside. Tasting the felt sense, which is often somewhere between uh, an emotion and a bodily energy, um, the felt sense. Now it's time for us to do as we see fit, standing, sitting, walking, until seven.
We're just coming back into recognizing we're coming to the end of the session. So wherever we are in our interiors. <coughs> Sensing skin, the boundary of the body. Space where the, the sense of the edge of the form, slight tingle, the edge of the form, space around us. is around, immediately around us is open, free from obstruction, free from intrusion. Mm. Letting your body sense that, your face, your chest. entirety of the form, spaces unobstructed, free from obtrusion, and we're in this, we're in this space, it's not separate. that opening of the sense doors, obviously the ears, listening to the silence in my voice, <coughs> and letting the, come from the tactile to the auditory and then the visual, so just drawing back the eyelids, letting the light come in, the forms arise, without moving out into that and without withdrawing from it. Mm. 